may be seated. church when we're not with you through the week we are with you with our heart with our mind me and pastor judy were we're thinking about you when we think about you we give a word of prayer to the lord to to go up before the lord when we you know the devil would like to tell you all kind of things he would say out of sight out of mind no, that's not true a pastor that really has a pastor's heart will pray for you all Brother, I don't see you use that often because of your situation. But when we do see, we're thinking about you guys. And when we go to prayer, we pray for you guys that the Lord will be with you. 
because that's that's what pastors do, you know, and they love their sheep, take care of their sheep, feed their sheep, watch over their sheep, and we do. That was one thing, uh, you know, it's, it's like they say, it's a two-way street. God not only needs to move in the corporate body, but he needs to move in each individual life, in your heart, in your situations. Amen? That's true. Now, uh, yeah. And he does do it. He will do it. But you've got to position yourself. You know, when um, soldiers go into war, into battle, they have certain positions that each one is responsible for. And we have a responsibility, because we're in the army of God, to stay in position with him. Keep our helmet of salvation on. Keep our shield of faith up. Keep our uh, breastplate of righteousness on. A lot of people, when they get out of God's house, they forget all about righteousness. It's whatever goes, goes. No. You've got to stay fully in your armor every day, 24-7. If you want the protection of God, the blessings of God, the move of God in your life, you need to be staying close to him. Let him have your heart, all of your heart. A lot of times we'll hold a piece of it back. Well, God, I'll serve you when and if and but, however. But. <laughs> but don't ask me to do this. Don't ask me to do that. I can't do this right now. I'm busy with this right now. God does not have your heart. You might be saved. I'm not saying you're not saved, but he doesn't really have your heart. You have to have a heart after God. I know I drive my family nuts sometimes. Amen. <laughs> That's why I went away for a week. <laughs> or two. Everybody else is afraid to say it. Amen. I, I can't hardly even put a puzzle together without singing, right? And they want me to shut up, but I'm sorry. It's in there, so hello. You know, sometimes people think out ahead I of you. To. I laughed one time. I mean, a year or so ago, I said that. I said, my, I said, little PJ drives me up the wall, and this person didn't even give me a chance to say anymore, and they said, Puh! they went like that in the congregation, you know, and they said, yeah, I wonder what you do, you know, and they didn't give me a chance to finish my sentence, and I said, I know that I drive her up the wall also. See, and some people's thinking how they have a mindset toward you, how they think about you. I'm not perfect. Never said I was. Never. Nobody is. There was only one that is perfect. But when you keep your eye focused, it says focusing on Jesus. I don't keep my eye on my wife, except when she dresses pretty. But I keep my eye focused on God. Sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes it's very difficult. Sometimes it'll drive you nuts to go through the things we go through life. But if you keep your eye focused on him, it will build your character. Yes. It's to build your faith, to build your character in him. That's what we rave about every Sunday. Sunday, God has given you 
statistically as the first day of the week. And God is a great God of first thing. So we have today to serve him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's what it's all about. It's not just about the pastor raving and quoting a bunch of nice scriptures. It's about you loving God and you know that you love him. No matter what, then when the ill winds blow your way, you'll stand strong because your feet is on the rock. Yeah. The first day of the week, and he'll redeem the other six days of the week for you. That means things will go wrong. That means storms will come. Days you'll get upset. Days you'll be sick. Days your mind will be overloaded. But he'll redeem those other six yeah. days because you gave him the first day. With all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then that blood will cover you, and it will keep you protected. Even though you feel like you're swaying at times, and you feel like you're going to give up, and you hear the devil saying, you aren't really saved. You don't really think the Lord saved you, do you? you really think he died over 2,000 years ago? And he'll whisper all those things. I know he whispered them to me. You're the same person you was, and I say, no, I'm not, devil. You're a liar. I'm changed because I got yes. a new name. The Bible says we have a new name, and it's called the redeemed. You're the redeemed. That blood was spilt over 2,000 years ago, and nothing, nothing by any means. You know all those seamen that died at sea, their bodies sunk to the ocean floor. When that voice sounds out and the trumpet sounds and that man stands forth, those bodies are coming out of the ocean and coming whole. They're going to be made whole. There's no tomb going to keep you down. So you think a, you, you, you think a little tragedy that you have in your life is going to stop God? I got news for you. The devil's a liar. He always was a liar. The truth's not in him, glory to God. God is the truth. He said the truth that you know. Get that knower working. Get that knower in you. Know. Know that he rose from the dead. Know that he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Know that he lives in your spirit. Know no matter how many times you falter or fail, he's got your back. He's got your back. He's pushing you. Come on, child, you can do this. Come on, child, smile anyway. Come on, child, you can make it through. Amen? Amen. 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 Sister Judy, take us Faith prayer. isn't believing that God can. It's knowing he will. Yep. You've got to know it in your knower, no matter what it looks like. I feel the Holy Ghost today. Amen. I feel the preacher. Amen. Go ahead, join hands. <clears throat> Keep that with you now. That's a point of contact. Carry it with you. Put it in your pillowcase. Put Wherever. No, don't put it away. Carry it in your pocket every day. Keep it in your pocket. And know that your brothers and sisters, maybe maybe your faith is a little weak, but you've got a brother and sister that's touching God for you. We're touching God. It's our faith together that makes it work. As a family, the unity. God wants us united as a family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. You're never alone, hallelujah. Never, never, yes. never, never alone. I don't care if everybody in your house is not saved now. But they will be. Right. If you believe that, you will That's be. Promise. Amen. Father, we just thank you today, Lord. We thank you for your mighty presence here. And Father God, I just ask that you would touch each and every heart here. 
Father, awaken them, Lord. Awaken their hearts. Stir them up, Father. Let the Holy Spirit begin to stir in their bellies, Lord. Father God, just let your presence move in our midst. Heal those that are sick, Lord. Touch those that are having issues in their in their homes. Touch them, Lord, on their jobs. Whatever the issues are, Father God. We ask that you would just move upon it, Lord. Move as only you can do, Lord, and help us to be receptive. We know, Lord God, that you're always moving, but a lot of times our receptors are blocked. We block them with unbelief. We block them with doubt and the cares of this world, Lord. Help us, Father God, to shake off all those things, Lord, and to just open up to you and receive whatever you would have for us today. And we'll thank you for it, Lord. Amen. And that, that includes that little thing that's waylaying you. Don't pay no attention to it. Get the word stirred up in your heart today. Hallelujah. Spiritual eyesight. Hey, guys. of the other week's lesson. Do you have any out there yet? They were. I don't know where they got you. I'd like to give one to a couple. I have them at home, Harvey. Yeah, well, that don't do us no good. Spiritual eyesight. You gotta, <clears throat> you gotta be in tune that God lets you see what's beyond this world. My wife and I, when we were young Christians, we were really seeking God, reading the Bible, and praying. <clears throat> and one night, when we went to bed, I knew someone else was in our bedroom. Did you ever send somebody around? Oh, yeah. Well, I saw him. I saw him. With the eyes of my spirit, I saw them in the uh, I saw into the other realm. See, this is not phenomenal. This is not some kind of joke. This is not some kind of jubilee belief or doctrine. But it's there's another realm, and you got to believe in that other realm. But we were only saved a couple five years or so, maybe that long. <clears throat> One night when I was laying in bed. Usually I can't go to sleep right away. Sister Judy, she has her home life running right away. She's sawing wood within a couple seconds. But <clears throat> I lay there and my mind's going, it's hard to shut your mind down when you're thinking on the things of God. My eyes were closed. The room was pitch dark. But yet I knew in my knower that someone was in our bedroom with us. I knew that. I knew they were there, and I didn't want to open my eyes for what I felt. Now, it's not to scare anybody, but it's to let you know what you can do in the spirit realm. The Lord said he's given you authority over the power of the enemy. So you've got to know that. So God let me know that because God was calling me to preach, and I didn't know it. To have authority over my ministry, over my life, over other Christians' lives, whatever. 
So this night I was in my bedroom. Okay, now let me read this scripture back up and read this scripture for Hebrews 11 and 1. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith. Now faith is always now. Always. This morning, this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow, next week, next year. Now faith is always right now. It never changes. Your faith, you've got to activate it in the cross of Calvary. It's always right now. Right now. For you to sell that house, it had to be right now. To get another house, it had to be right now. You have to believe God right now. You have to believe God who He said He is. And when I was laying on the bed, let's, let's read what it is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Say, I don't see it in the natural. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. I don't see it in the natural. Say it again. Say it like you mean it, church. Come on. I don't see it with my natural eye. I gotta see it with my spirit. You gotta understand. You are a spirit. You can have one. I was gonna ask if anybody needed them. Yeah. Who wants one from last week that you weren't here? You didn't have one, right? I have one. You have one? Prayerlessness? Last week? When you weren't here? No, I got that one. You have that one? Are you sure? No, that's that. That's all right. Just want to make sure you take that home for your own study. Carelessness. That was a, that was a powerful, huh? I thought she said it was somebody else. Uh, that was a powerful message last week about prayerlessness. Now, Job. Job, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he was given that message. See, men, the inspiration of the Word is not given from men's heart. It's given from God, from the portals of glory. God speaks into men's heart, and men's preach. That's like when I preach. These aren't messages. I don't go to my uh, library in my office and just pull out a book and decide I'm going to say something to you today. We pray and we study and pray and study and pray and study and pray and study and pray and study until the message comes, until a key comes in and God gives me the topic. I, sometimes I write the whole message before I even get a topic. And then God speaks to my heart. But it's the evidence of or proof. Faith will bring proof. Proof will come. When God spoke to my heart about selling my house several years ago, I kept it sealed. See, the Bible, God has some men in the Bible that he spoke to, and he said, eat it and swallow it, keep it to yourself. It was a symbol, symbolism of it, why they did that, and they were to seal their lips and not tell nobody until I tell you when. See, sometimes people got lips that blabber all the time. They tell everything. They're on the Facebook, they tell everything. I picked my ear today. I pulled my hair and some hair fell out. They put everything. Everything's on the Facebook. I know some people's lives, all they gotta do is look at the Facebook and put everything on there. It's simpleness. 
It's simpleness to do that. Your life should consist, you should be more mature than that by now. If you've been serving the Lord for years, you should be more built, more mature to understand there's a storm raging. There's a storm raging. A lot of Christians are not ready for it. They've got their minds so absorbed on everything else, they're not ready for that storm that's on the front. They think they're going to get up Monday morning and everything's going to be the same. I've got news for you. One of those missiles might come flying over here and blow your town up where you live. It's not always going to be the other city. It's not always going to be the other country. You've got to understand that. The only reason God protects America is because we basically support more of the gospel than anyone. That's why God's hand is protecting us. Not because of you or because of me. You've got to be aware of that. This whole world is going to be shaken one day. And you've got to know that your feet or your heart is grounded on the rock Christ Jesus. I know people that left this church over the years, and I know they shouldn't have. I knew it in my spirit they shouldn't have. But they left because they get, get so much absorbed in this world that they think they got all the answers. And then they get out there and all kind of hell breaks loose and all kind of things go wrong. They lose a job, they get sick in their body, all kind of things go wrong. It's because they walked out under the presence of God. The presence of God is not in every church. i got news for you. And that's not being judgmental. I'm not judging no denomination or nothing like that, but it's not there. Thank you, my sister. It's not everywhere. You can go in there and it's dead. It's cold. There's a big church, and not to name any, but I'll name it to you because I have, I have a Sunday circular that somebody saw. I got it. And that was Steve Almquist. He used to be the head minister of Living Word. He said it with his own mouth. There's something wrong with the church, he said. Uh, I'd have to hunt it. I don't know where I, I know I have it in my fountain. <clears throat> they gave it to me. He said it with his own word. He said there's something wrong with this church. And look how big it is. They're doing everything out there. All kind of stuff. But there's one thing missing. God's missing. The preacher, the head preacher said it with his own mouth. I got it in typographical uh, circular that they gave to me. This, and he said he walked through the church one day and he walked through the halls and he walked in the classroom. He said there's something wrong. It's dead. It's cold. There's something missing in here. And then he built that great big building, millions of dollars. And everybody thinks that's what counts. No, if the Lord Jesus Christ is spirit, he said, when I go back to be with the Father, I'm going to send the Comforter, hallelujah. And if the Comforter's not there, you're going to miss it. It's not what matters. It's the Holy Ghost. you got to have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is what makes it happen. Now, faith. Your faith has to be active 24-7. Because my Bible tells me in another scripture, the devil roams. He roams. That means he's searching. He's searching. He's like a roaring lion. He's searching for people that he can devour, that he can destroy you. 
Destroy your marriage. Destroy your mind. Destroy your health. Destroy your fire. Come on, somebody shout and preach it. Preach it better than you shout. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost to the glory of God. This is real. This is real. Why? Because I know it works for me. But you got to make it work for you. God said He'd give you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's right. Come on. Yes. Now, faith. And we were laying in bed. And I was all stretched out there nice and asleep. <laughs> and my eyes closed. It was dark. I mean dark. I couldn't even see the walls. It was that dark. And I want you to get the symbolism of this. If you don't, you're going to miss it. <coughs> the room was pitch dark. It was like in the fall or the winter time. And we had real heavy drapes. The light, the moonlight and stuff wouldn't even come in the window. It was that dark in there. And all of a sudden, my spirit being alive, I felt somebody in the room. There's somebody in the room. I didn't want to open my eyes. I thought, now, maybe he was hiding in the closet. Okay, my analytical mind started to play tricks with me. Maybe he was hiding in the closet. Maybe he got a spare key. Maybe he got in somehow. He was waiting till we come home so he could do us some harm. My mind started playing tricks. And I was thinking, you know, what could it be? Who could it be? Now you have to listen to this. I'm not just telling you a fictitious story. This really happened. This is really true. We were just young Christians, maybe five, six years old in the Lord. But I was hungry after the Word where I stayed in the Word. I ate that Word more than I ate food. Because I wanted to know what God said about me. I knew this world didn't like me. I knew the government didn't care about me. So I knew there was one that did. And his name was Jesus. Yeah. He cared and I had to care about him. Jesus. And while I was laying there in my bed, I said, well, I'm going to open my eyes. I might as well open them now. If I don't, he's going to bludgeon me to death. So I might as well open my eyes and see who he is or where he's at or what he's doing. And I'm old. Physical eyes popped open. Are you reading your lesson? Mm -hmm. Spiritual eyesight. Mm -hmm. I saw him with this set of eyes. And there stood a silhouette of a man at the foot of my bed, brother, and he was, his eyes were very red. Mm -hmm. I saw this in the spirit. Don't you tell me it ain't real, because I saw it as a baby Christian. And had I not been in the Word, had I not been taught that you can plead the blood over him, had I not knew that greater was he that was in me than he that was in the world, I would have not known what to do. That didn't make him any less real. He was still real. And he was right at the foot of the bed looking at me. Why? Because he knew I was head of my household. And if he could shut me down, he could shut everything else down. And he tried to destroy my marriage. He's tried to destroy my finances. He tried to destroy my health. But I'm still here, glory to God. I'm still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm still here. He failed on every outset. He failed. Because greater is he 
see that's in me. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost today. If you don't feel this, you're dead. Hallelujah. Because it's real. And when his eyes and my eyes physically made contact, my body was paralyzed with fear. Great fear come over me. Huh? The Bible says fear had torment. And I knew I couldn't move. I was going to elbow PJ. <laughs> the hinge wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, and my mind, I was poking her ribs, man. I was knocking her ribs out. But it wouldn't move. The elbows wouldn't move. The legs wouldn't move. Nothing would move. The lips wouldn't move. I was going to say, honey, he's here. And I couldn't open my mouth. I couldn't say nothing. But my spirit man was alive. And in my spirit, I said in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Lucifer. You have no right in my home. You have no right in my marriage. You have no right in my mind. You have no right in my body. Hallelujah. And I spoke it like I meant it. And when I did, he dissipated. And boy, then Sister Judy got an elbow. And he released that fear that he put on me. And I hit her in the ribs. I'm talking about faith now. Real biblical faith focuses in the cross of Calvary. My Jesus come out of the tomb. And I looked at him in my spirit. I said, my Jesus is greater than you. He's greater than you. The faith that he put in me can overwhelm you in any situation. And glory to God, he did. He come alive. And I didn't have to say nothing. The spirit woke her up. She jumped up in the bed and she hit the light. She turned on the light and she screamed. She said, don't you see him? I said, I seen him first. She said, no, I mean, don't you see him? He's laying, he's slithered between us. Huh? I said, huh? She saw something I didn't see. Mm -hmm. She saw that disfigured enemy that came into the garden and stood on his tail. Mm -hmm. The serpent, he slid in between us on the bed. This big old serpent laid between us. And I grabbed her hand, and I'll tell you what, she had wings that day, boy. I yanked her out of bed, and we hit the floor, and we started pleading the blood in Jesus' name. And he left the room, and when he took his spirit, took flight, boy, the peace of the Holy Ghost came in. Jesus come in, and boy, we were like floating on cloud nine. I mean, such a change in the atmosphere. I had control over him. Do you hear what I'm telling you, church? You, when you see things like that, but I learned firsthand. I learned. I know what I'm preaching about. I didn't get this thing in some cemetery. I mean, seminary. I got this on my knees. I got this crying out to God. I got this being real and genuine before God. I'm not pulling no punches. I don't stand up here for the treasurer and the secretary to hand me a check every Sunday like some do. That's all they do. It's a job at heart. It wasn't a job in my heart. It was something God called me to do. And I still love him. Hallelujah. He's my redeemer. Boy, I feel this verse is not a definition of faith, but a description of what faith does. 
Substance means reality or proof. The evidence that what is unseen is real. He was very real. I just couldn't see him with the naked eye. Huh? Turn with me to 2 Kings. 